And here we go again. And this is my belated Mother's Day podcast. Alcoholic Expressions. Yes, you hear it. This is the Mother's Day podcast with a a father anthem in the background. I mean, did he bop to the chant? All right, enough of that shit because he wasn't really there either. I want to take this time out to... Hold on, let me describe this. I'm, I'm standing... I'm standing... That sounds better. I'm standing butt-ass naked in the middle of my living room. Uh, Luther Vandross was just previously playing Dance With My Father Again. Which, it's not even one of my favorite songs to uh, apply to my... uh, my emotional preference. Does that even make sense? My emotional preference. It makes complete sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, that's what I played before this podcast. And this is my uh, post-Mother's Day podcast. And this is not to disrespect the mothers that were good mothers, but... I mean, fuck it. This is my Mother's Day vent about my mothers and the mothers I've seen and the mother of my children. Fuck it. Am I cursing too much? I won't curse for the rest of the podcast. Alcoholic expression. And yes, I've been drinking Maker's. I've been mixing it with, uh, they got this, uh, like, coffee Pellegrino. It's, like, really fresh. I've done some of the work that I needed to do, and now I'm here with a slight slur. Uh, You have my fan in the background. I believe the weather is above 70. I need a cool breeze. Deal with it. And here we are. To dance with my father again. Those were the chants that uh, Luther Vandross sang. And I, I know what you're thinking. Nigga, this is your... This is your Mother's Day. Uh, this is post... Maybe I didn't hit it on Mother's Day. I had to give them bitches a chance to shine, you know? But let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let me sip my whiskey real quick. I I told you what it was mixed with. See, the reason I played to dance with my father again is because 
there are several mothers and a catacombs where I come from. Yeah, I said catacombs. It's war out here. From every facet, every avenue, they're trying to break down the black family. It's a war out this motherfucker. So for the catacombs that I come from, having a father is like a battle shield. I mean, within the confines of the ghetto, having a father is like a sword in the ghetto. Fathers are unpopular in the ghetto. Not during my time. But during my time, my father was absent. And other little boys' fathers were present. And it made the hell of a difference because the boys whose fathers were present, there was something different between me and them. There was something that sparkled a little bit with them. I mean, maybe it was their ability to to make a jump shot. And when I threw the basketball, uh, they said I threw a shot like a little girl. Maybe it was their ability to... I mean, the other kids, that's who I'm talking about when I say their... Maybe it was their ability to know sports, know who Tim Duncan was and Tracy McGrady and Patrick Hewitt and Jordan. And they were able to funnel these characters in basic uh, preteen conversation. And <laughs> I was a lost kid. I knew nothing about this. I'll tell you one thing. I read more books than I give my mother that. I've read more books than you should. Even to this day, I know the guys that I'm talking about, the scope that I'm speaking on. Some of them are dead. I mean, I've got family members that are dead at this point that were alive back then. So I'm not going to use that as a point of prosecution or to or some kind of leverage to feel better. I mean, we're in the ghetto, for God's sakes. This is the fucking 90s. When did my mother, when did, when did I get a cast to this, uh, 97? See, there was a difference between me and the boys that had their fathers. There was a big difference. There was a difference in confidence. There was a difference in status that they would apply towards growing up in the ghetto. That their fathers were there and my father was not. My father was in jail. And I, I mean, maybe people knew him, but nah. Their fathers were somebody's. I mean, uh, I mean, a decade and maybe a quarter later, I would learn that. No, no, I, I got money with your father. And did it. But as a child, that meant nothing. These children knew how to play basketball. These children knew how to... I knew nothing of that. Growing up with just my mother. Who had ample opportunity to replace the man that 
helped her conceive me. Right? She had ample opportunity. But she did not replace her man. And I had to uh, basically go into the, uh, basically go into the tribe of preteens and adolescents of my age group, underdeveloped. Which means when it came to tag, I didn't run fast enough. I mean, because I wasn't involved in sports, I knew nothing of it. Right? When it came down to, I mean, basketball was a big thing. That's why I'm going to speak of basketball. It was a big thing. I didn't know how to shoot a basketball. I didn't know how to play basketball. I barely knew how to say basketball. When it came to picking who you wanted to be on your team, I was picked last. I was always picked last. This is what my mother afforded me when it came to competing with other children. Um, I'm, I mean, this is, these are not the reasons that my mother was a bad mother. In fact, on an educational level, my mother was probably superior than these other parents. These other women who've... I mean, whether or not they had their dads in their lives, I don't know if every child I dealt with, but... I knew that the, the, the specific dudes that I was friends with and their dads were in life, they all knew how to play basketball. They all knew a jump shot. I would get picked last to be on the team for years. That's when I was 11. Couldn't find out my, my you heard? But my, my dad's actually good at basketball. Like, my dad can play basketball. Can I play it? What is it that my dad does that... What is, what is it that he does good, right, that, that I get from him? Some people say that he's funny. I'll come around him. He's not funny. His jokes are dry. I'll save him for another podcast. Just bear with me. Post Mother's Day, right? I'm getting there. Give me time. I never found my father funny the, the times that I've met him, which is still minimal, which is still a... Uh, he's still in that area where I get to ridicule him because I don't know him very much. The things that people say about him... That are great, I don't agree with. I've had some of his friends say, That's the nigga, I got money. You know, the urban ghetto drug lord shit. I got money with that. I don't know this version that you speak of. I've never experienced a drug lord with all the money to buy me enough things to compete with the kids in 4th, 5th, and 6th grade who would tease me about the holes in my sneakers. The mismatched socks I would have. I never got to meet that dad. That was never my dad. I was never the flyest guy in elementary school. 
Mm. During high school. Mm. Never, but I always hear stories about my dad being some kind of drug lord guru that put on you, you, and you, you, and who's you, and you, you, or you're new, and... Mm. It seems that he's had a drug run in the 90s that didn't support me. Uh, when I speak to my sister, didn't support her. When I speak to my other sister, didn't support her. When I speak to my other sister, didn't support her. When I speak to my youngest sister, didn't support her. God bless the I mean... This is my post-Mother's Day... Post... Post-Mother's Day post... No, I won't let a squeamish word out. Fuck that. See, it's on Mother's Day that I remember that I'm supposed to honor my mother, right? It's also on Mother's Day where I remember my mother the most because of... uh, My mother passed when I was 11. I'm, I guess I'm supposed to have that, that honorary, that, that embracing, you get what I'm saying? That, that hold her high. And not that I hold my father, man, fuck, she busted open for that bum ass nigga that I described previously, but now we're here to talk about her, Right? Let's take it easy. <clears throat> As I take a sip of my whiskey, mixed with Pellegrino coffee. Very good, by the way. Are you listening? You want to know the good things about my mother? I have plenty of good things. One of the greatest things about my mother is my mother didn't allow me to watch TV by myself in my room. There was never a TV in the room that I grew up in, right? Do you want the flip side of that? And I actually hold her high, and that's one of the things I appreciate. Because I wouldn't be able to decipher things the way I do. I don't think I would if I had a TV in my room. On the flip side of that, even though I never had a TV in my room, I also never grew up in a furnished apartment. My mother was never able to furnish apartment, furnish an apartment. I remember my mother having three to four apartments and could not. I don't know why we were moving from apartment to apartment. I can't tell you that, but I can tell you how it felt to be the new person at a school again and again and to make friends and lose them and try to make friends again and again and be the new kid in the class and get teased because I'm in a Spanish neighborhood and they're fucking teasing me because I'm the black kid with an afro. I don't know why my mother let me have an afro. I could have had a fade. Could have had curls. Could have put conditioner in my hair. Rubbed it a few times and it would have been curling. I would have fit in with the Spanish kid. That's what the fuck I went through. We never had a, like a couch in the living room. I remember growing up and the living rooms of our homes was always empty. I remember 
there's never been a TV in my room, but I remember watching television in a room. In fact, television was a foreign thing because, as I remember, there was barely a television in any of the homes that my mother ever had. I've always had to read books. When I read that book, and there'd be another book, and there'd be another book. And soon I'd be reading her adult books that I shouldn't have read, which is kind of the explanation for the explicit mind that I have now. But I read book after book after book after book, right? There's no television and then I read the same books over and over again and some of the books I could name. I could tell the people in the books and the personalities of the people in the book and I probably could relate my life to the people in the personality. This is how deep into books, adult books and children books that I was in because my mother couldn't even get a fucking TV in the household. Guess what? In the 90s, I'm supposed to respect that she even had a household. But what household? Because we were in a household, then in a shelter, then in a household, then in a shelter, then in a household. Right? My mother was made to look strong and independent. And that's what the fuck she was. She was strong and independent. One of the times I remember most about my mom making like a... uh, When I became of the age of watching her make bad decisions. She got took me to get a haircut. Hello. She had taken me to get a haircut, right? And she didn't like the prices of the place I was at. And she said she could just get a haircut in Queens. And the guy explained to her, and I was old enough to hear this and understand it and compute it. He said it costs this much to get on the train, the time, and it's supposed to get back on the train with all your children because it was me. The haircut was for me because I think school was coming up or something like that. The haircut was for me. Right? My little brother's there, my little sister's there. He explains to her that to get there and to get back, it made no sense. She might as well got the haircut from him. He's an established barber. He's going to lace my shit. And I sat there for the period of time before she got to argue with him with the prices, right? I watched him lace people's haircut. And I felt like I want him to cut my hair. But when it came time to cut my hair, he told her the prices. She didn't like it. She took us all the way to Queens, right? So she can fight off, right? And I didn't make it to school for the first day. I was stuck in Queens at my grandmother's house. 109th Garbo to be exact. I remember that. If she was alive, God bless the devil, my mother. I'm just. If she's listening, she's getting this work. I rem- she, she didn't think I'd remember that. I remember that getting a haircut and, and her disappearing and me not being able to because she was looking for every reason to go fuck the fuck off. And me not making it to school on the first day and showing up the next day and being ridiculed by the teacher because my mother can get me to school on that such day and not knowing all the kids that have all the kids that have already paired off and, 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 and made friends with each other. And I could have been within that diaspora of 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 of, of a little preteens that made friends with each you get what do you get what the fuck I'm saying? I was the awkward kid showing up.
not knowing the students, not knowing the teacher, not knowing the homework for today and trying to fit in awkwardly so because I don't go outside. Whole nother story. Wait, whole nother story. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. My mother had ample opportunity to find a man that could be a father in my life, but she never had that. It was always dick after dick after dick after dick after dick after dick. And, and during the time, I did not know it. During the time, I could not ridicule her. At this age, I know it. And at this age, I talk about it. Happy fucking Mother's Day. But wait, there's more. See, the thing is, when I finally, finally, in those terms I came to it, I came to far into my adult life when I knew the realization of my mother, right? For a long time, I was in, I was prosecuting my father, whom I still prosecute this day, who I don't like to this day, who I don't fuck with to this day, I don't go, you get what I'm saying? I haven't been able to get the true story of my mother's relationship with my father. And I asked him, and like, you know, my, I mean, he's, he's trying to do the right thing, like, but he, he doesn't have the responsibility to match it. I asked my father, right? Like, because you weren't there, did you want me? And he's like, yeah, I wanted you. I, I loved your mother. And I'm like, 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 I was around. Like, he didn't. Like, I remember, listen, I remember the niggas that liked my mom. You heard? I literally remember them. There's there's one of them specifically that I hold dear and I fuck it, I may never see this nigga again. But I hold him dear and I kinda told my mother that I hold him dear. She didn't give a fuck. I, this nigga that I expressed to my mother that I really, really like because I was hoping he would stick around, right? She made me lie to him when he came to the... She, he was just a... He was a one-night stand, like a one- or two-night stand. He came to the door. Listen. He came to the door, and my mother made me lie to him. And it broke my heart to lie to the only guy that she's ever fucked with. That... In my preteen mind, my mind at the time, that even cared about me, my little sister, and little brother. Literally. The only guy that she's dealt with that I felt cared about us. I had to lie and say she wasn't there. I had to pick up the fucking house phone. Back then we had house phones. I know, no one has a house phone now. I had to lie about it. Oh, she's not. She's not. My, me. At nine years old, 19 years old. She's not here. 
I remember it to this day because I hated doing it. And that's what she made me do. Happy fucking Mother's Day. She wasn't the worst mom. She was no Felicia Rashad by far. Hello? She wasn't the worst mom. Right? But she was no Felicia Rashad, right? She did a good job academically. And maybe when I get older, I may disagree with that. But she did not set me up. She did not think about me having a dad. She did not think about the things I would have to deal with on a masculine level. The competitiveness of it. The competitiveness of a team. The competitiveness of a team. Tying a tie. Wearing shoes. None of what she thought of because she was a hood rat chasing hood rat dick. And I know that today. And uh, we'll consider this part one and two of a 12-part series called I Love My Mom, even though. It's going to be called I Love My Mom, even though, because I do love her, and at least she had the standard of education. There'll be stories. There'll be stories. Signing off. Signing out. My alcoholic expressions.